Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, made possible by Rotary District 7210. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People living by Rotary's motto of service above self. And Jonah, today our special guest is Wendy Murag-Taylor, and we'll be discussing how one person can change things for the better, and she is certainly a wonderful example of that. Welcome, Wendy. Hello, Sarah. Thank you. And welcome back. We uh, had the pleasure of speaking to you uh, last year on Radio Rotary, and since then you've come out with a book called This Part of the Sky, Building in Liberia, and it's available at Barnes & Noble and um, Amazon and also uh, on a website that Wendy will tell us about. So um, what made you decide this book? to write this book, Wendy? Well, you know, Jonah, this was, I'm a journal writer, and that's just how I process things going on around me. And while I was in uh, Liberia with my husband uh, doing the work there, it was just the way that I needed to um, look at what was going on. Quite frankly, there were some things that I thought were surreal that I wasn't sure I would ever remember or people would ever believe happened to me. And so for me, it was just processing every night, writing down. And when we came back from the trip, as we talk to people about it, I would add a little color to our stories, read a little bit from my journal um, excerpts, and I just was getting a lot of great feedback. People were saying that they were really very funny or they were heartwarming or it really gave them a very good picture of what was going on there and encouraged me to do something with it. Well, we should probably get uh, to the very beginning of your story. And yeah. Sure. Let's, I was going to say, let's jump yeah. back and just start out with that. As a professional, you're a social worker. I right? am, yes. And you're husband, what does he do? My husband is a civil engineer with New York State. Okay, and so the two of you decided to go to Liberia just sitting around your kitchen table one morning? No, not, I mean, not I don't quite. Know what happened here. <laughs> not quite. How My husband this... is actually from Liberia. Oh, and okay. he came here for college. And, and some um, of you may know that uh, Liberia had years of civil wars. Yes, um, yes. Over 14 years, in fact. Right. And yes. so during the time that he was here for college is when the wars happened, and it was pretty unstable. And when things got stable, um, he decided he wanted to go back to visit family. There were a number of family members here, but in particular his grandma mother. I see. And so he went back to visit her, um, and I'm glad that he got to go when he did, because she died uh, soon after that at 103 years old. My goodness. Yeah. And so in, in the time that he was there, um, he, he she was in a small village called Zorzo in uh-huh. Liberia, and um, he had an opportunity to talk with some of the people in that particular village, and he really wanted to do something to honor them, to honor the fact that they had taken care of his grandmother during the war, that she had made it through and also to honor his birthplace and so he asked them because it's been very important to us not to just go into people's homes and say I'm going to do this for you and when he asked what they wanted was a building a concrete building that they could worship in they had been using a a, a mud hut Um, and and they also talked with him about schools that there were schools there but a lot of kids in that rural area weren't able to go because they needed to wear shoes they needed to have uniforms it's the logistics the logistics and of also it, exactly. the everyday life is right. the priority is just meeting basic living needs absolutely so absolutely. school doesn't always work into that right. daily plan right so let me so, ask you yeah, how, sure. old, how old was your uh, husband when he left Liberia he was uh, 17 
17 because oh, so he came here for college yeah but so he came for college he did he he did not immigrate with his family no his family some of his family members came here and you know they he he said he wanted to finish high school there and they allowed him to and My because yeah. there were lots of you know family members and relatives sure. his father was still there um they allowed him to and and he still says that it was the the best decision that he's ever made well mm-hmm. i'm willing to bet that not only was it exciting for your husband and for you of course to go back to his homeland in liberia but it must be exciting for them to welcome home a, a, a native native yeah. Uh, yeah. son well, it's like who's the done conquering well. hero. Yeah, right. Comes home. back as an engineer. Yes. Right. Wow, what a, what a, what a mm-hmm. So I thing. assume, did you all meet when you were in school, or uh, we, did you well, meet we after actually, as we young met, professionals? We, we met as young professionals. We were both um, involved with different things through our, our different churches, and uh-huh. we met at a conference. Oh, nice. Um, and, be, you know, developed a nice friendship and had realized we had several other friends in common, and then over time mm-hmm. started to date. Oh, good. One thing <laughs> yeah. led to another. So now exactly. we fast forward, and here you are. Um, you, you you all have established a, a loving, uh, obviously you share some very um, basic uh, morals and priorities in your life sure. about helping other people and service to communities um, beyond your own. Right. Um, and so we fast forward and, and here you are, you've, you've gone back to your husband's home turf, basically. Right. Well, I first want to know whose idea it was. Okay. Was it his or yours? You know, it was his, I yeah. have to say. He, when he came back here after asking what they wanted, his his plan was, let's take a little of our savings and let's, you know, do what we can and send them some money. And and he's an avid bike rider, okay. um, part of the Mid-Hudson Bicycle Club. Uh-huh. I am too, but probably more in name than actual biking. <laughs> but he does it regularly. And so he did a couple of bike rides and actually raised the money. We put some of our savings. We sent it to them. And then we sort of looked at each other and said, well, now they have money to to, to buy the land, but how are they going to build? They don't uh-huh. have any money to build. And to so build, we to, then... To build this church. To build this church. church. To put up a building so that it could be used in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then for us, it was, all right, well, we're going to take a little from our savings and we're going to you know keep... And then what happens is you start to get excited about that. And right. the wonderful things about you know people, I think, in our society is that they get excited too. And so little by little, our friends, our colleagues at work, people just started saying, oh, yeah, I heard you talking about that. I'd like to contribute. And I have to tell you both, it wasn't huge amounts of money. It was a few people giving $20 or $50, a little bit here or there. It Um, all adds up. And it all added up. And so when Joseph said, you know, I think we should go. Now we have other people's money. We're really (laughs) accountable. We are, yes. So we have to make the money work now. It was his idea, but but I think I helped a little bit. And how long ago ago was this? So this was two years ago. And how long? This is PK. Pre-kids. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and how long were you there pre-kids? <laughs> we, we were there for three weeks. But I have to tell you, the building went up in eight days. Oh, my. Wow. And that is not to our credit. That is really to the credit of the people in Zorzo. And, and we're not talking about yeah. a shack. We're talking no, about a substantial a concrete building. concrete building. That holds how many went, people? That went, well, right now, there are about 100 people using it as a church. And then All another right. 30 people, we divided the space to use it as um, a classroom. A school? Yeah. And so we so, want to go back and do a separate school and playground for the kids, um, which is where part of the proceeds from the book will be going. But but eight oh, days, pretty amazing. And let's just plug the book one more time, sure, or, sure. or several more times. <laughs> this Part of the Sky, this part and of it's the available sky. on Amazon.com. Yeah. It's at Barnes & Noble. You can actually order it through Barnes & Noble, yeah, okay. or, or at my website, www.wendymiragetaylor.com. And you I probably s- want to spell that. 
Oh, W-E-N-D-Y-M-A-R-A-G-H-T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. And folks at home, get a pencil and paper because we'll repeat that in the second half of the show. If you Google this part of the Sky book, will it, will it take you to the website? Or it will. It will link it, somehow? It'll, it'll okay. link to several things, either right. the Amazon page or okay. to that website. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And it's basically the book was inspired by your journal of the, the first trip there. Yes. I see. And it's a yeah. delightful little book. It's, it's got pictures of her adventures. In, in Libya, and I'm sorry, in Liberia, in Liberia I should say. Yep. And, um, you know, the, the story of how they built this church. Now, did you have local help or just you and oh, your no, husband yeah. just do it, it with your well, two well, bare hands? Well, that's why I said it wasn't really to our credit that it took eight days. It really was the local people. They were so excited and so appreciative. And we were really like celebrities in, in that little town. Everywhere, people just kept stopping us to say thank you so much that we really appreciate this. Um, and, and so they would be up early in the morning. They would be out there. We were there during part of the rainy season. Uh. And so things just worked that it rained all night night and Uh early morning and then it stopped during the day and so we sometimes had to say to them you need to take take a break to have some lunch you Uh need to take a break to go to sleep but they were so excited and so hardworking, Mm -hmm. and and, and yeah they're the ones who really did this and and your husband being a civil engineer did he design the building or did he He, design it with local help his his background is also um, as an architect oh okay and so he did we we got there and we had sent some funds in advance to have concrete blocks uh, made I don't know enough about this but that apparently it needed to be cured. Uh-huh. And so okay. by the time we got there, the, you know, the right. blocks were made and waiting. Um, but then he, he worked with a couple of the, the local folks who were there and designed it. And before you know it, they had a there big you Did your husband design it back here in the United States and have a preconceived notion of what he wanted or did he wait till he get to the site? He had some sense. I mean, he, he asked about measurements and he had some sense, but he really felt like he needed, because he didn't even know what the land actually looked like. So he needed to be so there on site. So he needed to be there on site. Yeah. Very exciting. And, you know, we'll find so. out more about when our guests, Wendy Moraz Taylor's Adventures in Liberia and her book, This Part of the Sky, in just a moment. But first, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air. Around the World by podcast on iTunes and at www.radiorotary.org. And speaking of the listeners around the world, we'd like to say good day to Ron Cockrell, who is the host of Rotary Radio, uh, our companion show, in Australia. Good day to Ron and all of our listeners in Australia. And uh, tell us, Sarah O'Connell... Who keeps us on the air here in the United States? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary this week is sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Congress Valley Cottage, Highland, Hyde Park, Kinderhook, Tri-Village, Middletown, Millbrook, and Newburgh. And we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary after these important messages. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. 
Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Backed by popular demand, Millbrook Rotary's annual New Year's Eve Millbrook, a free, fun family event for all ages in Millbrook, December 31st from 4 to 8.15 p.m. Enjoy professional entertainment with fabulous music for every taste and including the original music group Dog on Fleas for kids and adults, plus a circus, the puppet people, and loads more. Lighted button and refreshments, free parking, so save the date. New Year's Eve Millbrook, December 31st from 4 to 8.15 p.m. For more information, contact millbrookrotary.org. Welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm Sarah O'Connell, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebwasser. And hi. T- hi. And today uh, we are talking to Wendy Morag-Taylor, whom we've had on the show before, and we were delighted that she agreed to be a repeat offender, basically. <laughs> um, since last we've spoken to Wendy, she is the author of a book called This Part of the Sky, which is basically a personal journal um, and a description of a trip that she took with her husband, civil engineer Joseph. Mm-hmm, yes. And they went back to his hometown in Liberia and helped the community erect, built, and they uh, helped raise all the monies for um, a building that the, the community was in need of. And it now is a, a big building with um, that functions as a church. Yes. And a school. Yes. And it's a fascinating, very interesting personal side of the story as well as what the accomplishments that you did in collaboration with that community there and your experiences with um, the local people. Can we talk sure. a little bit about that? Some yeah, personal you know, um, personal moments that may have really sure. touched you or, you know, some of Absolutely. those aha things that happen when, and, when we and, all and experience. Not only that, uh, Wendy Mara Taylor, uh, author of This Part of the Sky, available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon, of course. Um, you know, we've taken on radio rotary microphones around the world, Birmingham, England, uh, Montreal, Canada. We're going to be out in um, uh, Lisbon, Portugal, when we uh, cover the uh, Rotary International Convention. And uh, the thing I find fascinating are the cultural differences among people and, and, and the things they ask about the United States. So besides everything Sarah asked you, what kind of cultural surprise did you find when you get there? Well, I I definitely have to say um, a huge part of it was the strength and certainly emotional strength, but physical strength of the people. So a lot of what I I saw um, was uh, people carrying things on their heads, right? So carrying loads and that it might be firewood, it might be a basket of clothing, it might be a basket of of fruits and vegetables. But um, and, and this started from little 
children to teenagers to adult women and adult men. So so they're able to balance they baskets <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> and and more than baskets. So part of part of that was just thrilling to stand and and like watch as people walked away. And and I felt a little uncomfortable sometimes. I would take out my camera cuz I wanted to take a picture right. of them. Um but but I actually had an opportunity to engage a little bit in that. It nearly killed me, but I'm but I'm <laughs> here. So we didn't. Do so they, they were te- they taught you how to do this? Well, well, part of what happened is, you know, when my husband and I went, it was important to me not to go as these folks who brought some money and we were going to sit and watch everybody work. Mm-hmm. That we wanted to be a part of that work. And so I wheeled a wheelbarrow and I and I mm-hmm. saw these women and men carrying concrete blocks where we, we didn't have an actual road. It was one that the people there sort of created to get it's to where the building side, a path, <laughs> a exactly. Path. Yep. Um, and so we needed to be able to move the concrete blocks that had been made to the site. And so there were lots, you know, people were doing that. And, and so I joined the women to do it as well. And um, you put a concrete block I did, on your head. And I, you know, I just they helped me and I talk about it in detail in the book um, of how they held me and they put it on my head and, you know, walking and thinking, OK, I can do this. And then yeah. within minutes yeah. feeling like, oh, my gosh, what, how what did was, I do? How you heavy know, was this concrete I, block? I, I don't know. All I can tell you is that I, I felt burning from the top of my head to the sole of my well, feet. I, I really should tell our, our listening audience that you're a very attractive and petite <laughs> young lady. You know, this is not Brunhilde sitting next to me, folks. So she's a she's a petite young lady. She's very attractive, very delightful. Well, I appreciate but, so I, that. I, I, mean, I, I guess it was kind of tough on the neck, huh? It, w- it was very tough on the neck. And I'm, you know, and I have to say there was a mix of pride, which was not very good because right. part of it was oh I got to do this I got to show them that I can handle this um, but I had a lot of fun and the women were so caring and wonderful that they waited for me and I you know I couldn't believe how they were able to talk with ease as they walked with these blocks on their heads um, and so periodically I would kind of stand off to the side and and you know and I had visions of my husband having to call home to say Wendy broke her neck carrying okay. a concrete block on her head which was not you know not good um, but I have to say I made it to the very end. I didn't talk much, <laughs> but I did make it to the end. So that was certainly one of the one of the cultural experiences um, that, that I had. Well, Wendy, you said amazing. that, of course, you wanted to take your camera because you were curious yeah. and, and wanted to record for your book, uh, This Bar of the Sky, yeah. Building in Liberia by Wendy Murat Taylor, available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. Uh, you want to take pictures, not you know, for your own uh, benefit and also for the book. Were they curious about you? Did they have questions about America? Oh, absolutely. Tell us. I mean, there's a, there are several chapters where I talk about, there's such an idealized picture of, of the Western world in right. general, but specifically of America. And so we engaged in lots of discussions where, they, you know, they, they so at one point we, we were laughing because they were swatting flies and someone said, oh, it must be so nice to be in America where there are no flies. <laughs> and my husband talks about how he just sort of was stunned and like, what do you mean there's no there are no flies in America? So there are lots of those kinds of very idealized images, um, and and it was interesting to, to have that conversation. Well, you know, we all suffer from that. You know, you look, look at the popular media, movies, sure. and we have this image of Africa as grass huts right. and lions and, right. you know, uh, chimpanzees swinging around on, on ropes right. like in the Tarzan pictures. I'm sure you found 
modern Africa to be very different. Absolutely. Tell us about that. Absolutely. The other the other reason that it was so important to me to include pictures um, in the book is because I have some pictures of Monrovia, which is the capital of Liberia. And I'm telling you that certainly it was this mix and this odd contradiction of uh, a war-torn place because right. of the, the aftermath of the war. And you would see buildings that had been burnt down. You see UN peacekeeping troops there. But there were also these, you know, massive buildings. There were also these, you know, beautiful spaces that you look at and thought, well, this could be New York City, right? Uh-huh. So yeah. so there were lots of those kinds of things um, around. The other thing about Liberia is that it borders the Atlantic Ocean. So there's also a beach. And we didn't have a lot of time to spend there, unfortunately, because we were busy doing this work. But we did get to walk there. It was a place that my husband, you know, spent a lot of time as a child. And so I have a lot of pictures with palm trees and beaches. You would think it was the Caribbean, but there it was in Liberia, West Africa. And so absolutely the image is, is such a different image than we might traditionally see here. Well, yeah, I say everyone's got the preconceived notions of places. My sister-in-law went on a business trip to Australia and was very disappointed that the only kangaroo she saw was in the zoo. <laughs> right. She thought they were hopping around the streets. Right, right. Well, they make I it saw- sound like they're like deer, like <laughs> the sure. way the deer populate. Yeah. Yeah. What do they call them? Joeys? The joeys right. are everywhere, so like deers to, are here. I have to ask our guest, Wendy Moratela, author of this part of the sky building in Liberia about her adventures in Liberia. I says, did you see a lion outside of the zoo? I did not. I did not. As I said, in, in the part of Liberia that I was in, there was there was a beautiful beach and palm trees. It looked in parts of, of it like the Caribbean. When we went further in the country, I will tell you that I was chased by a lizard, oh, okay. <laughs> but not by any lions or, or anything else more exotic than that. Of course, now, Liberia how, how has big, a very... I'm how sorry. big is Liberia? Give us an idea of the size of the country oh, for our listening right. audience. Right. I, I'm probably not the best person to 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 give that. Um, you know, I it, it has if if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. um, there are about ten or so um, uh, regions. The way that we have talk about states. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh, so it is, It is. you know, a, a, a country that um, has it's broken several, up into broken regions, up in different regions. Uh-huh. Um, it is an English speaking country, although there are uh, dialects in terms of native tongues. I was going to say, um, is there a the native language? Area. So where we Probably. were in Zorza, uh, uh-huh. Zorzo, um, Loma is the native language that's spoken there. Uh-huh. But, but everybody speaks English. And what's taught in the schools is, is English. Well, one of the interesting uh, relationships between the United States and Liberia is we have a history that goes back several hundred yes, years. Yes, we do. Monrovia is called Monrovia because it's named after Sir James President Monroe, Monroe. Yeah. President Monroe. Absolutely. And and not only that, but the f- the flag of Liberia yes. is red, white, and blue. Is it? <laughs> a star and uh, stripes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so there is quite quite an association um, with Liberia and the U.S. This has been such an interesting story. And I, like I mentioned before in the first segment, you have been with us before. Yes. And now we have yet another installment of your life and some of the wonderful works that that you do as a person how important it is to you to give back to to your community and um, you and Joseph together as a couple are able to focus on things and implement a plan that really make a difference to other people and I do hope that you'll write another book maybe or take another <laughs> trip And but uh, at least you know, whatever it is you do whenever it is you go please come back and, and well, you know, update it, us. In the, in the minute I we have left it. I do have a question yeah of course your your husband an architect and engineer was able to contribute to building 
this uh, this church and, and and meet people. But now you're a social worker. Did I you am. use any of your skills over there to cement relationships? That's a good sure. question. Absolutely. You know, quickly. we we spent a lot of time taking a break for lunch and spending time talking to each other and just you know there was a lot of aftermath in terms of the war and I talk a uh-huh. little bit about that again in the book and so just using some of my clinical skills to try to help people heal a little bit and the um, book the book is called This Part of the Sky yes and it is on Amazon.com <laughs> at Barnes and Noble or and Wendy's Wendy, website. website say it again one more time it's www.wendymiragetaylor.com okay. well Wendy Mirage Taylor, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. It's a delight to have you back, and do join us again in the future. Thank you. And who do we have to thank Sarah O'Connell for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Well, this week, Jonah Radio Rotary is sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of New City, New Windsor, Cornwall, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Oak, and Rhinebeck, New York. We'll see you next week. Thanks, folks.